Alright geezers, welcome to Sink Floyd, the only podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name, as the prophecy is shared, is Gareth Blackler, and with me, as the prophecy is shared, is James Barron. Ah, uh, the prophecy be true, Gareth. It is I, James Barron, here, ready to record a podcast with my friend. I'm bringing a strong fantasy energy to this podcast. I've altered my voice slightly. <laughs> I'm not going to talk this way the whole committed time. committed to this? No, absolutely oh, okay. not. How's it going? It's, we're here to record a podcast. We're getting all fantasy on it because it's yeah. King, King Arthur Legend of the Sword this week. Oh, yes. A, a fantasy action flick by Guy Ritchie. Ah, oh, this is the Sink Floyd first in that neither of us had heard of this film. Yes. This this, oh. fam, this uh, film was supplied by a fan to us. We take requests yeah. as we have to cover every movie <laughs> eventually. So we may as well, mm. if you've got a movie that you want us to cover, go ahead and drop it on Twitter. Just message one of us, whatever it is. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah. We'd love to... Oh, please. We'd love to have a wee yarn about your favourite film, such as <laughs> King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I Yeah, we hadn't heard of this. Um no. I was amazed to hear that this existed. It just sounds like <laughs> yeah. it sounds like something that's like happened in a fever dream, you know? Like Guy Ritchie, famous for like Lockstock and Snatch and things like that. Yeah. Um, but more recently, I guess has covered. He did the Sherlock Holmes films and things like that. So he has branched into like genre kind of movies. So it's there's not it's not unprecedented, but like. This still feels out of his wheelhouse quite considerably. Yeah. Like, at least Sherlock Holmes, there's still, like, old England vibes, you know? And yeah. I guess, like, King Arthur is old England-ish? I don't think King Arthur it's is... some of a, the oldest England. Yeah, it's not officially... I don't think King Arthur's actually from England. I think it's, like, a mis, um, one of those old wives tales or something. Like, it's a, a mix-up. Yeah. Because it's, like, the Britons... I half-read something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yes, but anyway, in this reality, it's definitely England. <laughs> people people <laughs> mention England quite a bit. Um, yeah. And some... Everyone's cockney, as far as I can tell, by not hearing their voices and only reading their subtitles. Almost all the characters are cockney, yeah. There's a lot... Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, very intense, uh, very Guy Ritchie-ish scenes. He doesn't sort of hold back yeah. on his style throughout this movie. Um, Which I was thankful for, actually. I because I'm not the biggest fantasy boy. Yeah. So like, I was happy to see some like Guy Ritchieisms, like unreliable storytelling, like, yeah, playing with editing and all that fancy stuff. Yeah, big schemes and things happening. Yeah, exciting stuff. It's yeah, very much. I decided. Oh, sorry. I decided not knowing anything about this film that I was going to go in assuming it was Guy Ritchie's masterpiece. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and. It's, I'll say that really helped, like, because yeah. maybe I watched it in two parts, and the first part I wasn't doing that, second part I was, and it made it much more of a hoot. Mm. I love the two-act structure you've given this, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's like... It wasn't even lining up with the album, it was just when I, like, suddenly was too busy and had to pause it. <laughs> Fair enough. All good. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, uh, oh man, it's it's... Such a weird mix of like full on fantasy action movie and also like heist movie. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a good time yeah. guaranteed. But I feel like we should just dive in. Um, 
I want a couple of provisos about this movie. Um, it didn't make its budget back, <laughs> which is always no. always a bad sign. It had a pretty yeah. big budget of like 175 million, which I guess was for yeah. all the CGI scenes, etc. Um, and also, it's not rated very well. It's got a 30 percent no. on Rotten Tomatoes. But hey, we're gonna form our own opinions, give it a rating of our own. Uh, by the yeah. by the metric of how it syncs with an album so <laughs> yeah nothing to do with how it like how, plays this a movie how good it is yeah no <laughs> that would be crazy why <laughs> no ugh, who oh, does that no. all right it but... was also supposed to be the start of a six film franchise <laughs> yes ambitious to like if he has a... oh yeah it's him and james cameron that have like these crazy he's got like all six scripts written out ready to go if this one was a big yeah. hit, and now they're just all trashed. Oh, what a shame. Uh, he wanted it to be this whole King Arthur cinematic universe, which is a pretty bold move as well, because, like, I don't know anyone who cares that much about King Arthur. Hmm, yeah. It's, like, in today's day and age, I feel like it's one of those ones that's fell, fell by the wayside. Everyone knows King Arthur, but, like, they... Yeah. I don't know if they have super fans of the series or whatever. Like, old school... No. Old tales. They're very. It's very old. Old tales. The old. And also the fact, like knights are kind of you know the crusades and yeah. all the like icky stuff that came of that. I feel like the world doesn't really like want to see that. Yeah, not really. We kind of moved yeah. past it as a culture, I suppose. Or I hope, I hope we have. But um, yeah, like we'll see what that. But yeah, it's like hyped up to the nth degree in this. All the yeah, all the excitement of the fantasy times and yeah not very much set in reality which i'm all for so yeah how did it work as a as a fantasy boy how much did you like it um entirely as a fantasy boy okay from the like fantasy perspective i bloody love this film (laughs) there's so much silly over-the-top fantasy stuff going on that has me incredibly excited i chose this film based on one thing that the fan in question uh said which was that it starts out with giant war elephants yeah. <laughs> which i'm so on board with <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah this whole this whole film plays like it just plays deep into my loves of, of over the top fantasy <laughs> stuff so yeah. oh good yeah. okay but yeah. yay <laughs> so i'm ready to talk about it let's dive on in gareth let's go yes speak to me so Oh, yeah. Over the top of, like, some dark, twisted versions of the Warner Brothers logos. <laughs> yes. Oh. Embers flying you know around. Now you're in for some dark times. Yes. Yeah. Some very Dark Souls energy at the start of this yeah, I, film. Uh... We pan up on, like, a big-ass tower, which engulfs in flame. <laughs> and that, like, <laughs> yeah. that happens as soon as Breathe starts, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm already in safe hands here. Um... <laughs> And then, yes, the aforementioned attack on Camelot by the mage sorcerer Mordred and his <laughs> mega elephants. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very into it. These elephants are huge. They're like, yeah. they're like hundreds of stories tall. <laughs> and they're thrown and around apparently like... apparently, like, as soon as you admit, like, go to dark magic, you just get given elephants, like... There's some sort of weird flashback within this flashback. Where, yeah. Yeah. We see him like summoning oh. them out of rock or something. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet, but 
They are big elephants. Yeah, I can see the temptation for that power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's working out well for him. We even see later on Mordred as like pre-corruption, and he's like just sort of a weird druidy guy wearing like yeah. white fur rather than mucky brown fur. <laughs> So that we know he's a goodie at this stage. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about outfits back then. Yeah, man, that's just, absolutely. There's a lot of good outfits here. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, we're just that. getting some rad fantasy shit at the start here. Yeah, like de- some decent sync ups here with just like people exploding from fire magic <laughs> here, alongside like keyboard trills and breathe. Yeah, that's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some like the guitar the slide guitars sort of sound like how elephants the noise they make when they're like trumpeting as well yeah absolutely I'm very into it they, yeah, they're crashing through the walls and stuff here and then like yeah. barbarians are coming out of like little uh i don't know what you'd call them like on the off the backs of the elephants the like drawbridges for drawbridges fall and the barbarians are running out as soon as on the run starts yeah Subedivir here here, we don't know his name but he's here as like part of the king's court his war cry is just the word war (laughs) he just yells out war and everyone's like yeah all right that's what we're doing (laughs) which is a lot of fun um yeah yeah but anyway mordred gets taken care of pretty handily by uther pendragon here using excalibur he's got it the magical sword of legend yes yes he plays the the father of arthur here uther uther and arthur yeah not at all confusing (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah then we like everything's fairly resolved we're getting some like dissension in the king's court we're seeing like Mm. uh old mate jude law is here he's playing um vortigern who is uh uther's brother you're very good uh, at yeah, remembering like, these names. A... Oh, mate, this is my shit. I like I'm deep in the fantasy <laughs> worlds. Like dumb yeah. fantasy names are one of my great loves. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like I think they're burning pyres of mages here. Like the like killing all the mages is what Vortigern's yeah. all about. He's afraid of the magical powers of the land or whatever. It's not yeah. fully explained. This, a lot of this is cut really haphazardly together, is one thing I want to say about this movie. It kind of... Absolutely. It feels like one two-hour-long movie trailer, <laughs> in a way. Like, yeah. there are like more coherent actual scenes later on, but like some parts of this movie just read as like a bunch of fun action sequences just edited together for immediate entertainment, you know? Yeah, which I was all about. But like, I suppose in a way it is as well, because it's supposed to set up six movies. Yeah. It's just, so this is the trailer for the next six. I guess so, yeah. Like, look forward to more of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is he doing that? Find out in movie eight. Oh, man. I would love it. I'd, I kind of yeah. wish this had taken off as a series, because it's just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very schlocky entertainment, um, yeah. like action entertainment. But, like, I'm all for that. That's fine. It's not a mm. good film, and I can see why it's no. not very popular. But it is silly and cool, so... There you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I want to talk a bit about Jude Law being being a oh, he yeah? switches to the being a baddie here. I'd never pick Jude Law as being a baddie. Um, really? Nah. He like plays. Uh, he's worked with Guy Ritchie before this, in that he was uh, Watson in Sherlock Holmes, both in yeah. both those films. 
Um, but yeah, he plays it really well, I would say. Like the over-the-top anime villain, basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he's a baddie quite a lot. Like, yeah? I don't know um, much about him. It's often in the wee surprise way as well. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, actually. Oh, okay. He's sort of yeah. like a Lancer archetype for me. And that, like, he's, like, not on the... He's on the good guy side, but he is, like, complains the whole time or is, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, like... Okay. Yeah, that's the vibe that I get from him as an actor. Like, not a leading man, but, like, on the on the good guy side still, you know? Like, sit, yeah. like best supporting actor, <laughs> Jude Law, is what I would <laughs> say. Um, I actually... I, I doubted myself on how much he plays villains. I've searched uh, Jude Law baddie. Mm. Um, roadshow.com.au... Um, three times Jude Law was the ultimate villain. Okay. And the first one is King Arthur Legend of the Sword. There you go. They've got their own baddie board. Yeah. Yeah. Put them up there. And then the next one is The Young Pope. Oh. oh. So I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen The Young Pope, but no, I imagine, <laughs> imagine if we do that next, that'd be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isn't it a TV show? Is it? I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. There's no way to find no, out. No. Unfortunately not. You can Google it, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, you can. We don't have time. We're doing a podcast. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, speaking of time, clocks are going off, and <laughs> nice. uh, nothing majorly significant aligns with that, unfortunately. Vortigan's yeah. doing, like, a bit of murder. He murders his wife to yeah. make a deal with some sirens. <laughs> you know. These are the octopus ladies, right? Yes, yes. These are the, yeah. the squiddy ladies. They're, they're sirens, officially, in the script. I love yeah. this take on sirens. I think, like... Same. Because they're typically, like, fish people, but, like, them being, like... Big, there's, like, a big Ursula from Little Mermaid one, and then there's yeah. two, like, younger ones that are swimming around. Um, yeah, I love this this visual for the sirens. It gives them a more sinister yeah. edge, which I like a lot. It's like really creative. Eh? Yeah. Like the only issue was I had just finished the night before reading um, the Pisces by oh, wow. I'm staring at it and now I'm having to type it by Melissa Broder, okay. which <laughs> I didn't realize had was mostly incredibly detailed mermaid sex. Oh, all right. Yeah. So um, hey, okay. I brought that book to work to read like during my lunch break and my boss was like, oh, what's that book about? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Some hot, fishy loving. Love it. Yeah. Great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, in this book, um, the mermaid tail kind of starts a little lower, if that gives you any uh, idea of what it's about. Okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> okay. too much information. <laughs> goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, is this a family show? Uh, um, we're all, the, all the podcasts have explicit tags for a reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh and then when these mermaid ladies showed up i was just like oh no oh. jude law no J jude everything appears to be above board in terms sexually <laughs> yeah, yeah thank goodness but yes uh he's doing doing some murders for in exchange for some like demonic power as you do yeah um yeah the poor the poor mum the poor uh lady gets speared his wife mm. and then yeah we see the ti oh no the uh, arthur's mum gets speared by the by yeah. this like hell warrior <laughs> and we don't yeah, yeah. sort of like the horned king from the black cauldron yeah absolutely actually yeah. yeah very very similar vibe um it's got like a yeah. really cool always on fire cloak which i <laughs> yeah. am like, a big fan of um yeah she gets like speared by like a throwing spear here and then we immediately see the title card which is 
Great yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Arthur's, like, young baby Arthur's floating away on the boat. Downriver yeah. gets picked up by some ladies at the docks. And then, yeah. and then he gets raised in a whorehouse, as you do. Which is, like, a different different take on King Arthur's origin story. Yeah. Which is cool. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, a very sped up montage as well. Like, everything's just literally being put on, like, two times or three times. Yes, this is super Guy Ritchie. He, he does this yeah. a whole lot where it's just, like, yeah, fast motion montage of things happening. And also um, overt sound effects <laughs> through this as well, which we can't hear. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> way over the top. Um, but, yeah, this is his sort of signature thing. Having either, like, narration over a scheme playing out or... Like, yeah. very fast-paced uh, montage. Yeah. Yeah, this playing this over the, the first... like, chill-ass time signature change <laughs> yeah. in time, yeah, is kind of weird. This is the yeah. first... This is the first time movie we've had where a guy is shirtless and just punching his own chest to Pink Floyd. What was that, sorry? <laughs> I'm, I'm disappearing. James disconnected from rage. Oh, mate, I, I rage quit from this podcast. Always. <laughs> You're like, mermaid sex I'm okay with, but if a man's punching his own chest, ugh. Oh yeah, his weird, like, punch dance. That's... Yeah. I don't know what this is about. Um, a lot of Apparently, the... Apparently, he was just doing it, and Guy Ritchie was rolling camera, and they okay. just, that's the shot they kept. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's, he's, he's really putting in... He's really going for it, so I would use it. Yeah. If I got that on film. Because it's, like, going for, like, a solid, like, 20 seconds at least. Yeah. He's freaking out. Um, a lot of the IMDb trivia for this movie is just about Ooh. is just about how buff this actor got, <laughs> like about him like challenging himself to do over five hundred push-ups a day and stuff. And I just yeah. like I don't care about that machismo. There's a lot of like <laughs> machismo kind of stuff in this movie, actually. Yeah, it's an overtly macho movie, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Absolutely, but I guess do any female characters have names? Um. Because the mage, the mage doesn't, doesn't know. I, th- yeah, this is another Guy Ritchie thing, and that like, yeah, no female characters with names, <laughs> no female yeah. character over the age of thirty, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the, the sirens are just the sirens. Um, Maid Maggie has a character name coming up. Oh yeah, Maid Maid Mag, what Maid Mad- Magdalene? Is that right, Mary Magdalene? I think no. I'd... That's from the Bible. Yeah, it's not that. That's from Guy Ritchie's next film, The Bible. Anyway, this yeah, Maid Maggie is has a name, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but not a major role. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the screamy punch dance is going at the <laughs> end of time here. Very good. He's having, mm. he's having some dreams about his parents' deaths as soon as Great Gig starts up, which is yeah. like a more somber kind of feeling. This like flashback plays, I think, five or six times in varying mm. length. Uh, yeah, you get slightly more and more, but they still show you most of it that you've already seen each time. Yeah, you kind of get the picture, but it's yeah. it's a very important to um, Arthur's character, I guess. This this it was a pivotal moment in his life, so we see it quite yeah. a bit. And he's like blacked it out, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, like each time he remembers more, and he needs to like go through the the legend of the sword to yes. um, remember it. Yes, it's the only way. The prophecy. <laughs> there is a prophecy. Always back as well. Like yeah. the, the sirens talk about, like how they cannot, you cannot deny the return of the king. You know that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's happening in the very next scene, actually, because uh, the water, <laughs> like, recedes and reveals the sword and the stone here. Yeah. Excalibur is just wedged in a stone and that he's... Uh, old Vortigern's like, oh, oh no, what's <laughs> what does this mean? And this, oh, shit. And the sirens are like, don't worry, it's fine. Uh, but if you want some help, you know the price. So he'd have to do another murder of someone close to him yeah. in order to get their help again anyway uh we're back at the the old whore whorehouse here <laughs> yeah we're, we're dealing with some black legs which is the name of the like a guardsman in this in yeah. this world i love that <laughs> a lot of good a okay. lot of good names actually um yeah oh mate uh lord bolton is here i just want to look up i don't know his actor name there's quite a few there's two that I can recognize are possibly three people from Game of Thrones in this film. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So the guy that plays Jack's Eye, the um, like head of these guardsmen, is Lord Bolton yeah. in Game of Thrones. Okay. Cool. And also... Um, and he's some sort of lord, I assume? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, this is how I learn about Game of Thrones, uh, from you. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the Cliff's Notes later. Um, yeah. Goose Fat Bill is also from Game of Thrones here. Uh, yes he's, he's also in the wire yes um he's little finger in game of thrones for perspective he's a character i can't remember in the wire okay great and yeah he's <laughs> hiding out in the brothel here like just hiding from these guys but he's notorious for getting away and that's why he's called goose yeah. fat bill goose fat? <laughs> the funniest name a lot of other things get away they didn't have to call him that i guess it's like he's covering himself in goose fat and like squeezing through jail bars or whatever but yeah. Like maybe that's something that I hope happened. That's the reason. Yeah, but everyone has really dumb overt nicknames throughout. It's amazing yeah. that Arthur gets away without one. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, he gets he gets captured, and then uh, Arthur's like, "You're in good hands. It's all good." So yeah. yeah, later on, he he weasels his way out of it, so it's fine. He goose fats his way out. Yeah. This next... And we get, um... Oh, yeah, go. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go. Oh, we're just about to say the same thing, aren't we? Probably. <laughs> this very stylish Guy Ritchie, um, Arthur's getting, like, uh, interrogated, and yeah. um, it's kind of going through all his, like, all his tricks, like, there's rewinds as he has to correct his story, mm -hmm. the sped up things, we're meeting all kinds of characters, just having a lovely day. Yep. Heaps going on here. Yes, this is probably yeah. the most Guy Ritchie-ass bit in the whole movie. With the like running yeah. commentary being provided by his boys and also um, Jack's eye here, just yeah, covering mm. this like weird encounter with the Vikings, etc. Just like one day's yeah. events. But yeah, this feels like it's ripped straight out of like Lockstock or something, which is pretty cool. Yeah, this is Guy Ritchie at his most like comfortable so far. Absolutely, like, yeah. He's playing into he's his settled into his groove. Yeah, his groove, absolutely um yeah another thing to note is this is where we get a whole bunch of like crazy names character names there's, there's <laughs> yeah. chinese george <laughs> which is really yeah, bad too into that no yeah. not so good um flat nose mike <laughs> and the the crew uh arthur's like group of people are called wet stick backlack and blue boy <laughs> yeah yeah wet stick and backlack are in the room and blue boy is backlack's son <laughs> Yeah. for context um you actually learn oh quite a gosh. bit about all these characters in the like a really short sequence so like credit yeah. to guy ritchie like that's actually pretty good filmmaking um yeah it's good economical it's 
kind of similar to speed racer though in that it's like yeah actually there's a lot of this film is like is it a flash forward is it happening what's going on yeah or like all this time stuff is playing out simultaneously at a very fast pace yeah. so yeah quite similar um yeah so the the one bad thing about this story is that the vikings um are under protection of the king as we mm. as we transition into the organ intro of us and them the like sad reveal that like oh arthur's got yeah. himself in trouble here not so good this is kind of like because it, it's when it kind of stops being a guy Ritchie film again and goes back to being a fantasy film yeah exactly kind of when the f- kind of fun like woos of money ramp up and like the sad organ yeah, the yeah. rocky organ comes back yeah we're like yeah it's transitioning out of the like the fun excitement of money into us and them yeah match is pretty mm. good pretty good uh oh yeah yeah so next is just vortigan being like a baddie he's like he can turn this candle on with magic i think that's like a holdover <laughs> yeah. from the sirens like he doesn't have a lot of magical power later on he like summons a fireball but like yeah yeah he just like flicks this candle on as to show that he's still a magical boy <laughs> i don't know it's not super important <laughs> but i just thought it was strange no. um yeah we're getting more flashbacks to the parents deaths and stuff uh and then yeah arthur has to, wakes up and he's got a backlax there <laughs> he's like you gotta get out of here yeah. the black legs are after you so he like escapes but then is caught by some other unrelated guardsmen and like shipped yeah. off to get branded and tested i kind of like this and that like yeah vortigan is like working his way through the male population of the like, certain age to try and find the the king that will like usurp him yeah um yeah and like branding them when they're proven to be like not the heir or whatever you know yeah kind just of a, regular joe's kind of a cool take um yeah but they ship yeah. him off and there's like all these slaves He's on a boat where everyone's wearing black and blue when pink floyd sing it hey pretty good hey into that yeah, yeah. he the... ends up i think on an island where they're testing um, no it's obviously in the castle they wouldn't have moved that stone that yeah far. Be, i think it's a short trip like down river from the um other side of camelot to the like castle on the on the coast part of camelot i suppose yeah. oh no no they're a different place actually like the arthur's like places like bretonia or something like the londonium londonium that's it yeah um so yeah he it's a short trip to camelot that's where that's where he's going and yeah yeah, there's there's bloody slaves pinned up in cages here i think these are the slaves for the um vikings later on but it's not really important why they're here Mm. just to prove (laughs) that vortigan's a baddie um yeah yeah, Arthur like pushes his way to the front for no real reason, and who should we see here? Oh Head my of goodness! This testing facility is David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> David Beckham's professional here, professional footballer, footballer. David Beckham. Um, not oh, a professional actor. Playing a um, character for he's playing a character called knows? Trigger. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's in- it's incredible stuff. Um, his, his high little voice, like, telling Arthur how to grab the sword. Very entertaining. Uh, um, this made a lot of people mad, because, like, after I'd watched it, I needed to understand how the world felt about this film. And I re- a lot of reviews were like, David Beckham ruins the most emotional scene. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I didn't immediately recognize him. I had to go back and like stare at him for a little longer and be like, I think that's David Beckham. Yeah. It like it, he sort of blends into that role. I just recognized yeah. his like high voice, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's him. Okay. Oh, it's Davey B. Yeah. That's our boy, the footballer. Yeah. He's here. He's. Do you think David Beckham listens to Pink Floyd? Uh, I feel like he definitely does. Yeah. He would. He yeah. would be a fan for sure. That... He definitely loves, like, Enough a Brick in the Wall. Yeah. He's big into that. Playing it before yeah. games and stuff, he would have. Yeah. yeah. We can we can conclusively say it. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to get his kids to sing the kids' parts. Yeah. Yeah. What more do you need? They're not into it, though. <laughs> no. Nah. so sad. Because they want education. Yeah. <laughs> Educate us, Dad, please. <laughs> yeah, we, please. We don't want to become footballers. We want to be scholars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a sad story now. Oh, oh no. Anyway, the um, we cut him back. He grabs the sword. It reacts to him. There's all kinds of like earthquakes, and his eyes start glowing yeah. and stuff. And this is ramping up as the vocal and the sax solo is kicking off, which is pretty sweet. Oh yeah, very good. Um, but yeah, he, he passes <laughs> <Good> out. Sinks. <laughs> very good sinks. <laughs> yeah, he, he passes out. like that as a sting. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> I mean, do what you want. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, passes out. Vortigan captures him and just takes him to his cell, and then like has a wee chat with him. They find he finds out like a whole bunch of stuff about him, like steals all his money and raids the whorehouse yeah. and everything, using his king power. Um, yeah. And he asks Arthur what gave him the drive to continue on. And Arthur, like, can't really say at this point. But that comes up later. Um, mm. Yes. And then we get the mage introduction here. Yeah. Yes, played by... Um, I like the mage. Yeah. She was, she's pretty good. I, I like her vibe. She's very ethereal, myst- mysterious throughout. Mm. Um, can control animals and things. Very good. Yeah, like her eyes become animal eyes. And yeah, she's suddenly a hawk, controlling a hawk. I'm into it. Some more, oh, yeah. more rad dumb fantasy stuff that I'm all for. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, they they're gonna rescue uh, Arthur after some some theatrics with some animals coming up. Um, mm. Yeah. So we get brain damage now as the the doors to Vortigan's tower open up. Um, he's like blackmailing him with. Some kidnapped friends, some of the like whores he's caught. He cuts one of their throats. Um, yeah. I want to ask: Does Vortigan do, do a Nazi salute here? <laughs> he does like a hand action that could be pretty similar. It's like it's yeah half. It's close to that, but it's also like a weird kind of synchronized dance he's got everyone doing. Yeah, he makes everyone do. It. I think it's, it's supposed to evoke the Nazis salute, but yeah, like, and be a bit like overt like this guy's a bad boy <laughs> he's a, he's a <laughs> yeah. nasty evil man if you didn't catch that um yeah he... it does sync up perfectly with a nice little drum fill though so all right we'll take it <laughs> so <laughs> brings a sinister energy to that um he does a, yeah. a like a bad bad guy speech about fear as a motivator this like classic yeah classic cartoon villain stuff um, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, Voldemort does the exact same speech. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Loki does as well. Yeah. In Avengers 1. Same kind of... Oh, well. Same kind of thing. Um, yeah, if it works, it works. Yeah. Old mate, uh, Mercia, 
is here. It's like the second in command to uh, Vortigern. And he puts on like a show for the crowds, basically painting Arthur as like this false idol who is like, here's yeah. your born king. He's rubbish. He won't even take the sword, <laughs> you know? Anyway, yeah. he puts his head in the stocks as just as Eclipse starts. We're right at yeah. the end of the album, and uh, the mage intervenes here, taking over some animals. Like, a whole bunch at once. Like, the eagle, mm. and then, like, uh, some horses start freaking out, and the dogs start freaking out. Yeah. But, yeah. I like that the one that does the most damage is just this eagle kind of flapping its wings <laughs> near people, and people are like, oh, yeah. shit. Whoa, look out for this boy. Ugh. Oh, he's, like, on top of the sword, <laughs> so he can't go <laughs> yeah. and get it. It's like, get away. Um, oh, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it prevents the execution and it allows for an escape just as the yeah. as the album ends. They like jump off the cliff right as the playthrough one ends and we get the heartbeats. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And so yeah, we're round two for pretty much act two when um, Arthur's in his like new, more magic world. Exactly, yeah. We're like, yeah. it starts up, they're like journeying to the like hideout bit breathe is playing over like some explanations about like mages how there's not many left etc like that and some mm. like some sweeping shots helicopter shots of like countryside <laughs> very nice yeah. um then like goosefat bill's here he's back he escaped mm. he's chilling with sabidavir i don't think sabidavir like gets a name until like right at the end of the film but here he is yeah i don't think so but anyway yeah, he escaped. Easy as. Classic. Classic Goosefeb Bill. What a guy. Yeah. It's what what happened was they were like, okay, what do you want your last meal to be before we execute you? And he was like, I want a big bowl of goose fat. And they're like, okay, that can't go wrong. <laughs> That's weird, but okay. And then he slipped his way out and they're like, oh, he, did, he tricked us again. That's one, some, one oily boy. He got away. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a no goose oh. fat policy. There's a sign up in all the prisons with like <laughs> yeah. a goose. <laughs> no goose pretty great and he's like what about duck fat and like okay all right gets, gets away again various fats is his escape methods <laughs> various fats bill yeah <laughs> doesn't have the same room uh these yeah they've like raided his his home and killed everyone i guess it's really bad yeah um, not great not fun yeah but the, yeah they're trying to get him to use the sword but he like just passes out again uh, Goosefat yeah. Bill gives him a good slap in the face before this. <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty ruthless. Um, yeah, the sword fight that they have is also really terrible. This is a trope of fantasy movies <laughs> where like the sword fighting's awful. They just like always oh, really? like really big, wide, arcing swings, which I guess is good. Like it looks cool from like a what people think sword fighting would be like, but like leaving yourself yeah. exposed when you've got a sword is like such a bad idea like yeah i thought that yeah do you think it's also maybe like to show arthur doesn't know how to use the sword yet maybe but like goosefat bill's doing the same thing it's just like a, yeah, a hollywood true. sword fighting thing i think but yeah bit of a shame yeah. bad sword play yeah. but hey that's all right a lot of other films are guilty of the same sins so you know yeah you can't ask for too much um Anyway, the mage is. She starts doing some like magics to figure out what yeah. what the beef is with Arthur and the sword. <laughs> she's like scans into his memories or whatever, and then she figures out like, ah, oh, he's not ready to face this one thing in his past, you know. Yeah, and that's why the sword's 
uh, rejecting him, or he's rejecting the sword. That's actually what she says, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay, so they send him on a perilous quest, Gareth, through the Darklands. <laughs> uh, I loved this. Yeah. He isn't going to the Darklands. Welcome to the Darklands. Yep, this sequence... Okay, so there's about, like, 15 cuts in 10 seconds in this, like, one yeah. bit. It is really hard to watch. It's where it's at its most, like, movie trailer, I think, this sequence. Yeah. Um, whole bunch of really silly fantasy things. There's giant bats, giant snakes. Yeah. <laughs> there's the rodents of unusual size from Princess Bride making an appearance. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's another good little... It might even be the same drum fill. No, it won't be. But there's another good drum fill that plays as soon as he sees a real big bat. And I was like, yeah, that bat loves <laughs> those drums. Pretty great, yeah. It's This is throughout uh, time. Because we get the clocks going off yeah. as soon as that like insane sequence happens. Which I'm all for. Yeah. It's a hectic sequence to match the clocks all going off. So, Oh, yeah. For it. Uh, the idea is I that... I will say... With... There you go. Go ahead. Ah, no, I'm so sorry. Ah. Um, I will say, like, the drum fills this whole movie have been really in sync. And I think the reason is, this this whole show we've been saying Nick Mason is the keyboardist for Pink Floyd, <gasps> and he's the drummer. Oh no, we've screwed it up. Our very yeah, limited so... Pink Floyd knowledge has been revealed. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How buff is that? That is not good. We'll take it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, he's making his presence known to be like, uh, guys, excuse me, you somehow knew that I liked fast cars, but yep. you didn't know what instrument I played. Oh, dang. Future, future boys on the podcast, listen to me. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah. He's talking to us in the only medium that he can. Yeah. No. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. The idea of this uh, traveling to the darks, the, the dark place, whatever it is, uh, Darklands. The Darklands. The Darklands. Um... <laughs> is to break down his old self i guess or to like get him to yeah. face whatever it is that he's uh like blotting out um he gets to like a magic altar which makes him see what's going on in the past um just as like three wolves are coming to get him <laughs> yeah they just back off he's like ah they, he made it never mind <laughs> Bugger. oh we can't get him on the altar we'll, that's rude we'll get him next time <laughs> never mind <laughs> yeah these wolves just inexplicably don't come back as well which is great um yeah i think like the altar just appears somewhere else later on which is pretty nuts but yeah we get the why not we get a more complete version of the flashback here where mum gets killed and dad mm. is fighting the uh hell warrior <laughs> is what i've got in my notes it's like why not we see the like yeah we see the big cgi budget of this film coming up throughout this fight. <laughs> yeah um He's got, like, a weird, like, double scythe thing, which I've never mm. seen before. Um, but, yeah, I do like the, like, we see the, he throws the sword up into the air and it impales him through the back of the neck. And that turns him yeah. to stone. It makes him the sword and the stone rather than... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think that's a pretty cool take, honestly. I like. I don't know yeah. if that's in reference to an actual legend, but like, I like it. If not, like, if that's something yeah, that Guy Ritchie invented for the script, that, I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And my note for that was just cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I could do that for like the whole movie. I think that would like <laughs> sum up this podcast pretty quick. Um, you just got a couple A4 sheets. We just run cool. Full stop. Cool. cool. Full stop. Yeah, I could do that. Oh, maybe next time. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a couple things like uh, Eric Banner before impaling himself says run son and then Pink Floyd say you run and you run oh nice yeah alright I like it and then the son is the same yep in the relative way the son with the U with the O sorry is the same as his father in terms of being gifted with the blade yo the legend of the sword Pink Floyd <laughs> the legend of Pink Floyd I love it yeah and then they say the song is over when the magic of the sword gets trapped into the stone Eric Banner. Yeah. Thought I had something oh, more yeah. to say. No, apparently not. No. Right. No, turn to stone. Turn to stone, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I think if any band were most likely to get turned into stone for a couple centuries and then have to un- like turn back, it would be Pink Floyd. Yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 that makes sense to me. And like the album yeah, cover is them like... explain why. No, the album cover is them like all like made... Like them as statues frozen in time yeah. with like a big sword. Covered in moss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Mage Tower is the next bit. It's being built by mm. Vortigan. This isn't, like, properly explained, but I think it's, um, Mordred had a big tower, and that's what gave him his fireball magic. How yeah. he could control the big elephants, etc. And so Vortigan's, like, copying that. Um, trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I, There's I, that classic, like, he's building a big phallic tower, he's yeah. a villain kind of thing as well, but we don't need to talk about that. Nah, we're gonna move on. We've already discussed enough mermaid sex. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta do a mermaid sex spin-off podcast. Where... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Look uh, forward to that. Um, it's you, me, um, Galamero del Toro, and yeah. Melissa Broder, who wrote the Pisces, just like... Just hashing it out. Getting into how it works. Yeah, how would it go oh, down? we'll get um, the people who made the lighthouse in there as well. Okay. Man. <laughs> anyway. That's, a, that's a, a stacked cast for a podcast. Yeah. Man, everyone's going to be talking. There was a New York Times um, article about, like, why is there so much people wanting to have sex with fish in <laughs> pop culture at the moment? Yeah. And they couldn't figure it out. We'll get to the bottom But they of did it. come away... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They came away with, like, people don't usually want to have sex with fish when society's going well. So, you know. That's a great point. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, things are turning to shit. I've just, I've, I've got to <laughs> seek new avenues for enjoyment here. Yeah. Got to think outside the, the box. Aquarium. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway. Um, We've... Jude Law starts yelling at his guard exactly when the great gig vocals come in. Yeah, he does. He's like With very Claire pissed Torres off vocals. about like this this tower not being built. <laughs> yeah, he also genuinely looks like he's hurt the guard's feelings. The guard oh. doesn't look like a tough boy anymore. He's just like, excuse me. It's Mercier, right? Like it's a second in command yeah. guy that he's yelling at. Yeah, yeah. Poor Mercier. It's just like, oh, he gets relatable. a rough go of it in this film, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Oh, mate, uh, the, yeah. the boys Backlack and, um, Whitstick have shown up at the hideout. <laughs> I just love saying their names. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, like, updating Arthur on, like, all the bad stuff that's been going on. Mm. They introduce a character called Mischief John. <laughs> yes, I wrote that down and I was like, what does that mean? But yeah, you're right. <laughs> we just Such know, a good name. everyone just knows who Mischief John is, apparently. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. They start calling you Mischief James. Oh, I kind of like it. It like yeah. it sets a lot of expectations up though. <laughs> I, 
uh, I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that. Not so much with the association with Mischief John and his antics, but... No. Um, He was a bad dude. Anyway, yeah, poor Blue Boy is here as well. He just sort of gets ordered around this whole film. This little little kid. Backlack's son. Not so good. No. Uh, But yeah. Uh, Arthur resolves. He's like, Um, alright, we're gonna kill the king. Here we go. Yeah. They get their, like scheme going to money yeah that's right it's scheme time um <laughs> yeah we're getting yeah more guy Ritchie scheme it's montage as we're going over this we're interrupting all yeah. of vortigan's plans like sinking some ships etc um mm. yeah there's another like unnamed female character here who's just part of this crew has a line and then yeah. never reappears yeah huh. yeah there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> That's how it goes, apparently. They talk about how he's going to travel by barge when, like, the little Pink Floyd sample says cruising for a bruising. Yeah. Because his barge is going to take him to be almost assassinated. He is cruising for a bruising, this king. He's yeah. on a one-way path to destruction. Yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good. And that's, like, what made Magdalene, made Maggie says to him in the boat yeah. as well. Um, yeah. He still can't, oh, Arthur can't face his past, but, yeah, they're, like, planning this, like, assassination, you know? So they, hmm. they're going ahead with it, even though he can't use the sword still. Uh, yeah, they're planning it. Uh, more Guy Ritchie heist stuff here. After yeah. all this stuff, they're like, okay, we've, we've drawn the king out, and we're going to get him. Goosefat Bill is going to shoot an arrow from 175 yards away <laughs> yeah. and kill the king. Because that's something that Goosefat Bill can do. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He's got an indistinct... Goosefat's got an, undis- an indistinct beef with Mercia as well. He does, doesn't like Mercia. Mm. I think just because he, like, locks him up all the time. <laughs> but Yeah, sure. Yeah. He ends up... Uh, the king knows about the plan. He, like, figures it out and sends a double. Mm. But Goosefat's like, whatever, and just shoots Mercia anyway <laughs> because he's there. Yeah. Uh, shoots him clean through the neck as well like no yeah like you don't even see the like entry exit wound he just starts like bleeding and dies it's that classic movie like you missed did i did i miss and then the guy falls yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much always he just always like to see. you love to see it he also just like starts randomly shooting people that he doesn't like you know <laughs> yeah yeah and that happens alongside the good manners don't cost nothing ad lib line again as well yeah it's not good manners just to be popping off random black legs <laughs> absolutely not not at all no got a lot to learn goose fat <laughs> <laughs> all right where and then they start escaping um in a blink and you'll miss it like shot one of these extras has the biggest burgundy top hat um <laughs> i missed that i did blink it is massive uh like you you it's really hard to find about one hour 14 minutes into this <laughs> film uh people if you want to look up this boy um it's a ridiculous hat it's great i only caught it like very uh. quickly but i was just like oh i've got to make a note of that i love him yeah tell me more Must about this bought. about this haberdashed man it's fantastic well, if they'd got their six sequels, he would have been in them. Oh, he would have been a vital character. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. a plant for the next, for, for movie yeah. four. Um, <laughs> yeah, old mate Backlack gets stabbed, and then he's like, he finds his own way back to the safe house. Uh, mm. There's some really, really bad uh, shoulder-mounted camera shots. 
Um, yeah. A lot of films do this. Like, with The Hobbit, they had the, like, GoPro footage. And here, they yeah, like, they use the, um, the shoulder shots. And they all say the same line. They've all been, like, ordered to just, like, yell out, Move! And nothing else. And they, yeah. they play that four times. Like, it's really <laughs> bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's like it's, we got all these shots. We better use all of them right here. Yeah, people want this movie to be real long, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've spent the money. We better you know show that we did. Yeah, we show your work, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And the line, "What the fighting's all about," plays over that as well. Yeah, when everyone's they're getting chased down. Um, they're like they bust into like a seamstress shop. And old mate Rubio, who I don't think I've mentioned before, he's like a uh, blonde kid. Um, he's not doing so hot. He's like, I think he's been stabbed or like roughed up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he like sacrifices himself to get the others pass. Yeah. 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 Rubio's not super important. He's had some lines. He's he's on Sir Bedivere's crew, but like he's just sort of a backgroundy guy. Um, mm. <laughs> meanwhile, we arrive at, uh, Chinese George's Kung Fu Zone <laughs> in the middle of Britain, in Britonia. Which is my favourite part of here. the theme parks. Uh, yeah, the Kung Fu Zone. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, all these boys are, like, ready to fight some black legs and they're all way too macho to, like, escape down this hole. <laughs> They're all yeah. saying like, "Oh, I'm afraid of the dark. I can't. I can't do it, mate." Oh, it's yeah, it's some silly stuff. Yeah, and even yeah, Arthur um, seems to be like we get the brain damage guys. starting up as this battle starts. Uh, yeah, just like random kung fu people fighting these guardsmen. <laughs> um, Arthur like faces his fears as like, I think yeah. it, like the inspiration is that the like mage gets a uh, knife to her throat. So again, like a a like. Uh, patriarchy kind of motivator here <laughs> um yeah bit bad, bad but yeah he like he's like oh i've got to face my fears and he uses the sword and a great display of cgi tech uh mm. lots of like shock waves i think the powers of the sword are that like it can cause massive shock waves and it also like slows down time by about half um, oh, okay. And that it's like yeah. also like indestructible, I guess. It can shatter. Yeah. It can shatter other swords and things like that. But yeah, it's um that appears to be the extent of the powers. Mm. Um, pretty good though. Yeah, he like takes down yeah. a whole bunch of black legs, and then they escape down the hole. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much there's it. There's a moment where like everyone just kind of looks around at each other, like, "Holy moly, that sword!" Yeah. And it's almost like Guy Ritchie was just like, "I made this movie, <laughs> this fantasy movie." Whoa. Look at that! Look at look at look at me, guys! Look at me! I've got all this That's pretty cool. I've got all this money, guys! I'm gonna use I'm gonna use it all. <laughs> yeah, pretty fun. Um, yeah, old mate, uh, Blue Boy is back. There's like a oh, sort yes. of subplot here where he like wants to find his dad because his dad Backlack's been stabbed and is trying to make his own way back home. Yeah, it's like uh, it's sort of shoehorned in. I feel like he's like the heart of mm. the movie in that like he's like oh go on without my son you know that kind of vibe throughout yeah. Us. um yeah and then the everyone's seen the sword so they're all backing arthur now they're all like oh yeah this is the true king the guy with the magic sword obviously mm. um and so yeah they're all like <laughs> rioting in the streets very intense stuff um the mage is saying like the people are believing in you so it's time to do it it's time to go yeah 
Um, and poor poor Backlack shows up at the safe house, but he's too far gone. And he's he's, yeah. he's going to stick around. There's like a weird altercation scene with uh, the king shows up and Mischief John shows up. <laughs> Ugh, Mischief John. Yeah, we're in playthrough three now. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're all here and they're like interrogating him about the assassin- assassination attempt. Um, but yeah, the boy runs back. This is like, I feel like this is like a plot point from another Guy Ritchie movie that's just put in this film. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, ah. Oh. He just like, yeah, crammed a short film he had. Like, I'm just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. The boy like pretends to be the cleaning boy, but blows it when mm. his uh, old Vortigan's about, he cuts off the ear of, uh, of uh, Backlack here pretty ruthless yeah. and like does the thing where he like talks into the severed ear <laughs> which is yeah, just I don't, don't love that no nah, pretty nasty <laughs> yeah very villainous very villainous it's yeah again like i feel like this is the kind of thing that could happen in like lock stock you know yeah yeah for sure um yeah but uh oh mate back he gets his throat cut very sad the boy gets like saved by arthur and then they drift off into the fog yeah Blue Boy, like, doesn't really show up again, but, like, apart from holding the crown at the end. But that's the end of his story. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Look. Because of this... So then... uh, No, you go. Yeah. Alright. No, no, you were gonna do some film analysis. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was just saying that, like, this is kind of a weird thing in that, like, Arthur's, like, mad at the sword here. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. I don't really understand. Like... He doesn't want it for some reason. Maybe he can't face being the king, but he buries it in some mud, and then a <laughs> magic mud lady <laughs> brings him underwater yep. and uh, shows him his mistake. Yeah, this is the um, the lady of the lake, like the classic. Yes, the classic story of how the the sword was delivered originally. Um, but yeah, oh, it's okay. kind of weird that it, it's just in like a muddy puddle. <laughs> yeah but, but that's magic for you i guess um yeah yeah it's sort of a, a superfluous sequence here and that like he throws the sword away and then like i think within the same minute he has it back um mm, yeah but hey it's fine on the run plays over this as well which is like matches how weird it is yeah for sure especially when the clean clean hand comes out of the mud it felt very like similar to that sounds of on the run yeah it's, yeah <laughs> yeah i'll take that that's all good um yeah anyway the plan is now that now that he's got the sword and it's all good he's gonna they're gonna attack the castle they're gonna go on the front door yeah. you know and um yeah. but oh no blue boy is still in the film he's been kid he's been kidnapped blue that's blue boy right. and the mage get kidnapped inexplicably um by <laughs> mischief john is at the hideout just being a bastard yeah. he's like the most cockney man alive <laughs> he keeps saying like good evening to people (laughs) yeah oh it's very funny talking about like missing dinner with his wife (laughs) yeah and she's gonna be mad classic cockney cockney bants i'm into it (laughs) um yeah but they so they yeah no go ahead they rescue the mage yep through like king arthur will be back in a day if you give us the mage then the mage goes to King Arthur and does something I've written down as snake magic. Yeah, they trade the sword for the mage here. 
because oh, so yeah. sword for mage, uh, Arthur for the boy is the is the deal yeah. that's arranged. But yeah, then, then it's like snake magic time. She like yeah, I loved the snake. It's really good. <laughs> like a snake like yeah. coils out of the mage's sl- sleeve and bites him on the neck, and she says like he's like I don't like snakes, and she's like no one likes snakes, dude. Chill yeah. out. That snake's right there. Yeah, they're a bit polite. Be nicer to the snake. You're, you're yeah. gonna love snakes after this next scene. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like a weird sequence where he's delivering himself to the tower. There's like a like a mm. pop cover of something happening here, like a weird song yeah. for the actual the, movie. Original music. Yeah, we can't hear it. It's just some strange lyrics. Um, yeah, about returning home, like a folksy song. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then we're back at the castle. Um, they put him on his knees as the line "Call the faithful to their knees" happens. What? Nice. Yeah, like it. Uh, and then uh, oh, yeah. Greg Gig is playing, and the this you think that there's a there's a snake that gets delivered by an eagle to this <laughs> to this meeting. Very good. Um, yeah, and then but it's just a plant to get the sword like embedded in a pillar. <laughs> Yeah. Vortigan, like, de- so Jude Law kills that snake, and then he's like, oh, ah. this was a mistake. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, can't grab the sword, it's trapped. I said miss snake. And then, yeah, then another yeah. big old snake shows up. I think this is the snake from earlier in the Badlands, yeah. Bad, yeah, Badlands sequence, where the... Oh, okay. He's come back, and yeah, writhing around the palace, eats Mischief John. <laughs> yeah it's just some more fun fantasy stuff giant snakes i'm all for it love it yeah i love the snake the snake definitely listens to pink floyd oh yeah big time oversized animals (laughs) are one of uh, another one of my great loves fantasy dumb fantasy names and oversized animals (laughs) send them to me um in in combination that's the best possible outcome yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah uh, Arthur's not frightened, frightened of dying, and they say not frightened of dying. There's like little oh, yes. ability bit. Um, as the snake like bears his fang, its fangs at Arthur in a show of respect or power or whatever. Mm. And then yeah, Arthur grabs the sword, and then his boys are freeing all of Vortigan's slaves in the yard. Yeah, the slaves kind of run out as soon as the vocals and great gig kind of kick in. Yeah, it's exciting. It's all ramping up oh, yeah. now. Um, Vortigan decides, he's like, ah, shit, it's all gone bad. I need to go to the sirens and do another murder. <laughs> and so <laughs> he kills his daughter here, who previously yeah. has had a bunch of, like, caged bird imagery, which is classic, like, uh, like unappreciated daughter stuff, I guess, is the, the motif <laughs> that they're going for. She's, like, locked yeah. away in the tower or whatever. Um, but yeah, she gets stabbed. Vortigan seems cut up about it, but I don't know, mate. He's, he's black-hearted mm. at this point. But yeah, he's got to do what he what he thinks he has to do. You know, you got to turn into yeah. a hell knight somehow. Uh, it's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Arthur's like he drags the sword along the ground. Very bad for the sword. Not into yeah. not into that. Um, it's not good sword care. The sword itself, I haven't mentioned this, but uh, they're going for like a Damascus steel uh, sort of design for it, which is like a mythical uh, sword production technique from years and years ago. But it gives it that like um, cool, like rippled 
uh, patterned effect on it, you know? Mm. Yeah, so it's in reference to, like, an actual, like, mythical sword-making technique that would explain why it's such a great sword, you know? So I think that's... Oh, cool. That's yeah, great. I think that's a pretty cool touch. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's not treating it with respect and dragging it along the <laughs> ground. And then has a big CGI battle against some black legs. This is... Yeah. This is kind of like Guy Ritchie using it for action. There's like lots of bunch of like sped up motion and then like still freeze frames of this yeah. battle, you know. Um The camera's like jumping around. It's a lot like and I don't know if this happens in many video games, but I feel like when you have a cutscene but you're allowed to steer the camera around and you're just bored and you're like woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Yeah, actually pretty pretty similar vibe. This whole like all the CGI scenes like this fight and later on the fight against the Hell Knight are all very um all very video gamey feeling. Yeah. Um yeah. Like it's like classic final boss coming up later on the like yes. island in the middle of nowhere. Um yeah yeah but anyway it's a fun sequence uh eventually, oh, eventually yeah. the ba- black legs like give up and throw down their swords at, at the exact end of the vocals and great gig as well oh yes pretty nice um mm. <clears throat> yeah um money is coming in now as arthur's yeah. he's heading to the tower and the the boys are fighting in the courtyard etc um yeah vortigan's already killed his daughter and then offers her up to the sirens who are into it there's a really cool imagine if they weren't <laughs> they're like nah like, never mind. not what we meant <laughs> mate we just wanted some gold no. i'm trying to tell you we're too cryptic i'm sorry um <laughs> cool shot of like the tentacle like wrapping around the dead daughter i thought that was like quite yeah very sinister i was like ooh, you know um but yes uh the tower like lights up in reaction to the sword here and like teleports yeah. <laughs> teleports arthur to the final boss arena as you do very video game yeah there's like to be like we don't want to make you walk it no nah, mate there's like he's, there's a cutscene that plays and then he's like <laughs> there's crashing waves and three big stone pillars and an altar it's like it's so <laughs> silly <clears throat> yeah also this is is where the elephants were summoned from earlier out of the mm, out of the rocks yeah. so it's the dark magic world or whatever i don't know um yes yeah, so hell knight vortigan's here he shoots a fireball at him and then they're fighting each other <laughs> you know classic stuff yeah uh arthur sees the final version of the flashback here this is kind of weird it's sort of like a uh he's intervening in his own memory he like yes. He like catches adult Arthur catches the sword and prevents Uther from dying, which I guess is him yeah. like taking up the mantle of what Uther set out for him. It's kind of weird. Yeah, very weird. A bit confusing as to what. Because also because there's so much magic in here that kind of they haven't dived too deep into. You're sort of like, could he have? Di- did he is this real? Change time? Yeah. And then you kind of realize he did it? No. It's just like, yeah, I think this is like metaphorical, like taking place in his mind as he's like yeah. lying down or whatever. But anyway, um, Arthur reveals that it's um, it's Vortigan's actions that gave him the drive to be- take up the mantle oh, yeah. of the king. And so like he made him, basically. And, yeah. and we also get the, the cruising for a bruising line here as well. <laughs> uh, Vortigan, Vortigan definitely is cruising for a bruising. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just to reiterate. It's also good because it's like, you know what gives me such drive? And then Pink Floyd go, money! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if that was. Oh, mate. 
If only. Oh, <laughs> this poor, this poor filmmaker. Like, I can't believe that this didn't make its budget back. It's such a shame. Yeah. Oh. Well, there was a Hollywood. Have I already talked about this? I don't know. Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. There's a Hollywood accountant who was quoted weirdly by Entertainment Weekly, just being like, "How did they spend that much money making this movie? They could have made it for like eighty million. Oh wow. I don't what know. They do so maybe maybe there's some sort of money laundering trick. Maybe I think it just went deep on the CGI would be my bet, but yeah, yeah. I'm no expert. I don't know, but yeah, that's my take. Anyway, us and them. Mm. The organ is playing over Vortigan's death. He's stabbed and he crumples onto the altar. Yeah, and that crumbles away, and then yeah, no. Arthur pieces out, and we've got like the end of the film wrapping up now. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, there's like a funeral for the fallen again. This mirrors the like uh, mages getting burned on pyres. Yeah. Sequence like burning all the bad guy bodies, I guess. Um, then there's like some weird uh, jokes about the building of this uh, round table. This is yeah, this is these guys have never seen a table before, yeah. so they're like, "Oh, is it a wheel of cheese?" Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that they're like and they're like what is it i don't understand it's like guys just just look you know you can figure it out it's not that hard (laughs) oh but anyway yeah they're they're having some uh arthur like renegotiates with the vikings and like leverages having a magic sword basically to get them in line um yeah yeah the crew gets knighted to be nice they all get way more boring names yeah like just sir william Mate. instead of sir goose fat bill i mean sir Whitstick doesn't really work <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> not so good uh, oh. so are you gonna call me sir Whitstick if i call you mischief james in public uh no nah, i don't think i'd do that oh thank you i'm, I'm too good of a friend to do that I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah oh my gosh Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it. They're sort of doing this knighting, I think, as a setup for the sequel. It's like, here we are. We've got, oh, we've sure, got the yeah. table. It's ready to go. It's time for more adventures. Get excited. Yeah, um, yeah. that's kind of it. We just see, like, the eagle mm. fly away, and he gets crowned and holds the sword up for everyone to see. Remember the sword? Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> the, the legend of the it. The legend of the sword. That's it. We get... Yeah. It's credits time easy what oh my goodness what a film what a what a what film. a romp a lot of the weird thing is because he made this is probably what was the proof of concept for guy Ritchie to then make his next film yeah the re this live action remake of aladdin yeah i can't believe that that was him as well like i yeah. haven't seen the the live action remake of aladdin but i from what i Me hear neither. it's not very guy Ritchie. So maybe he like yeah. reigns it in. I don't know. We'll see. I because then he makes the most Guy Ritchie film ever next with um, oh yeah, the Gentleman, the Gentleman. Yeah. yeah, that's like Guy Ritchie. Here are all my favorite actors. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like an American version of his film. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. What do we think? What do, what do we think? How did it sink, Gareth? Uh, <laughs> Why have we not said that before? That's such a good little catchphrase. I'm going to say it every time from now on. If I, if I remember. <laughs> yeah. Which, knowing us, we'll completely forget. Like, we forgot to mention that we faked our own deaths. Yeah. Um, a few episodes ago. Yeah. Anyway. It's fine. 
it's all good what did we think how did it sync? yeah um there were a lot of good syncs oh. i thought like yeah it synced up pretty well like lots of um musical sting syncs and also like just lines lining up with things happening on the screen gosh what we're doing is mm. a silly idea i <laughs> just like caught myself <laughs> saying these things i'm like man this is bizarre but anyway yeah, yeah. It, it did sync pretty well i think pretty good yeah um I think it's the similar thing to what we had in Speed Racer, where it's so bonkers that it almost it distracts a little from the sync. Very true. I would say it's not on the same yeah. level as Speed Racer, and that like no. it's not flying by at a million miles an hour. There is still like a bunch of action throughout, but it's not like I was able to catch like I wasn't like run off my feet taking notes for that for this one as much as I was for Speed Racer, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think pretty good i feel good about it i want to go seven i'm feeling a i'm gonna go seven decent yeah. seven a out of ten seven. a decent clean seven mark it on the graph decent clean seven nice cool yeah um anything else we need to do any podcast oh. laundry dirty laundry we need to air before they've got i've got the dirtiest laundry to air oh. james last week i promised us i was gonna work out how many hours we've listened to dark side of the moon doing this project oh my god am i ready to find this out oh I'm, re- I'm excited um, to... Are you staring out of a window at the moment? I am wistfully, absolutely. Okay, As is my want. Okay. So we've spent 1,502 minutes no. listening to Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> no! Which is 25 hours and 2 minutes, or 1 day, 1 hour and 2 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's That seems like too many. <laughs> I know, oh right? Oh my god. That's out of control. <laughs> yeah okay well it's like what is it if we're a tenth of the way to becoming true experts that means ten <laughs> thousand exactly. hours is the classic right we will know this album yeah. <laughs> succinctly inside and out by that stage man i can't oh. believe how quickly we reached that number okay cool i know right oh <laughs> i think it's thanks to um avatar <laughs> and the fate of the furious really. <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm okay oh. with it for now. We'll see how worn down we are coming up. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's going to get to the point where we don't need to hear Dark Side of the Moon because we can just know beat by beat what's happening. It'll be playing in aside our minds. Yeah. We'll be able to like yeah. sync it from within. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. It'll become oh, part of our DNA. Just sync from within. Yeah. Sync from within. <laughs> All right. Oh. Um. You got the only thing left to do is to tell me what we're doing next next week, Mace. Okay. Lay it on me. I'm all ears. Alright, so a lot of what we're trying to do is we're trying to c- connect the album with something. We're trying to find something that all along no one knew was the perfect double of this album. Mm. It's like we're trying to like reconnect long lost twins okay. in a big way. Yep. And it reminded me of these two these two twins who <laughs> got reconnected at a summer camp. Okay, yeah. I'm st- so that's why we're watching The Parent Trap. I put it together halfway through there. I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, good job. <laughs> oh, man, great. Okay. The, are we watching the original yeah. or the, um, the one with the uh, two Lindsay Lohans? The one with the two Lindsay Lohans, please. Okay. 1998's The Parent Trap. All right. Sweet. Lock it in listeners yeah. oh, um cat it's gonna be a good time catch us at sync floyd pod on twitter uh at sync floyd pod everywhere else i think as well sync floyd pod <laughs> so, at yeah. gmail.com uh yeah that's it until then yeah 
Oh, until then, I've been Gareth Blackwell. And I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Whoa. Very sensual this week. <laughs>